Doug Tyrrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, the 12th day of May, 2022. British forces hand the Continental Army their largest defeat in 1780. That the poorly supplied and trained Continental Army managed to defeat the professional British Army is a minor miracle. The Donner Party departs Independence, Missouri on this day in 1846. Independence was the last significant settlement to the West, and it was still three years before the gold rush took thousands to California. There was a long series of minor delays and an early snow blocking the route that resulted in the tragic story. First was getting out of Independence well behind other travelers. The trip was known to take from four to six months. The Donners get caught in the Sierra Nevada mountains and are forced to winter there. They were at the six-month point when they were caught just east of the summit. A few more miles and we would not have known their names. One of the most vicious battles of the Civil War took place on this morning in 1864. During the Battle of Spotsylvania Courthouse, federal troops assault Confederate entrenchments known as the Mule Shoe. Queen Victoria gives her assent to the Manitoba Act in 1870. This allows Manitoba to become a providence in July of that year. Benjamin Ford, better known as Whitey Ford or occasionally the Duke of Paducah, was born in 1901. A musician who played on several radio shows, he was well known in the country music circles in the 1950s. He even dabbled in the new rock and roll, sharing the bill with a young Elvis Presley. Actress Katherine Hepburn was born in 1907. Television journalist Howard K. Smith was born in 1914. After a few years as a newspaper man in 1940, he landed in Europe working for CBS News under Edward R. Murrow. Smith will get a front row seat to Germany in pre-World War II days, including interviews with Hitler and other top Nazis. Smith was on the blacklist for most of the 1950s, then re-emerged in the early 60s at ABC News, where he finished his career as a co-anchor. In an era when newsmen tried to stay neutral, Smith was more outspoken in his leanings, including writing a political endorsement on ABC stationery. Mary Kay Ash was born in 1918. She founded the multi-level marketing cosmetics company that bears her name, besides being known for awarding top sales ladies with pink Cadillacs. Baseball philosopher, player, coach, and manager Yogi Berra was born in 1925. The Italian airship Norge is the first vessel to fly over the North Pole on this day in 1926. They will land at Teller, Alaska due to bad weather, 70 miles short of their target of Nome. They had departed Rome on the 10th of April and made a few stops across Europe. One of the financiers and pilot on the trip was Lincoln Ellsworth. The 12th also happened to be his 46th birthday. Lincoln had spent his life as an adventurer. His father had leased coal rights northwest of Pittsburgh and sold the lot to Bethlehem Steel for what a contemporary account called stupendous profits. The Ellsworths had made a habit of supporting polar exploration to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars in early 1900s dollars. Ellsworth, Pennsylvania is named for the elder. The Agricultural Adjustment Act is signed into law in 1933. America, in part to near-perfect climate, soils, and ingenuity, has the ability to feed much of the world. The prices received by farmers are far from free market, as the government is heavily involved on several levels. Comedian George Carlin was born in 1937. He was famous for his skit, Seven Words You Can't Say on Television. 
With the degradation of societal norms, we may need to revisit that list. We often forget how close hostile forces got to the United States during World War II. In 1942, a German U-boat torpedoes a U.S. tanker at the mouth of the Mississippi River. English singer Steve Winwood is 74. He, along with an American, Billy Squire, were on the charts in the 1980s. Squire is 72 today. Country singer Leon Brooks III is 67. Known by the nickname Kicks, which has a cowboy sound to it, Brooks is a native of Louisiana. Brooks made a 20-year career with Ronnie Dunn as the duo Brooks and Dunn. Since 2006, he has hosted the syndicated radio show American Country Countdown. ACC is a look at the weekly country charts patterned after the popular American Top 40. Actor Emilio Estevez is 60 today. His father is actor Martin Sheen and brother Charlie Sheen. Estevez will be reprising his role in the Young Guns franchise when Guns 3, alias Billy the Kid, hits the big screen in August of this year. He will be playing a fictional version of the outlaw Billy the Kid. The original outlaw was killed at the age of 21 far shorter than a film franchise. President Carter tried very hard to get the world to like us, sometimes with people who were just not good players. On this day in 2002, almost two decades after he left office, he becomes the first sitting or former president to visit Cuba in 40 years. It will be another 14 years before President Obama visits the island as a sitting president. ICE officers conduct the largest ever raid on a packing house in Postville, Iowa, in 2008. The company had a series of complaints on a variety of topics. The raid, finding 400 undocumented workers, helped push the company into bankruptcy. Not everything I read for show prep makes the cut. Much of it does not fit or seem interesting. The other day I was reading an article on Louis Tiffany, the maker of the colored glass lamps. Tiffany came from a well-to-do background and was not concerned with putting food on the table. That simple fact changes a lot but his desire was to create beauty without paints. That phrase caught my attention, create beauty. This theme is common in much of art and might be a defining ideal. I contrasted this with a piece of contemporary music I reviewed. I have enough gray hair as to no longer be hip, but the music video, while creative and skillfully produced, was offensive. It was sleazy, suggestive, and used vulgarities as a common adjective. Why is it that much of popular media have abandoned creating beauty and have been sucked into the realm of the lowest common denominator. This is not a completely new phenomenon. Reflecting back on the 80s, Steve Winwood trended more towards creating beauty, while Bully Squire just sunk to the lowest common denominator. That's History and Comment for the 12th day of May. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.